Hey guys, Real Hard Time Strongman Podcast, training up a bear class of men. And today we are going to talk about the Hunter Killer Team and Squad. Real quick, our references are ATP 3-21.8, the Infantry Platoon Squad, and TC 31.76, the Ranger Handbook. Now, what, over the past few months, past year, there have been several pages on Instagram, several YouTube channels who have covered the you know, doctrinal, traditional hunter-killer team, you know, which specialized in anti-armor or, you know, sniper teams. So we're taking a slightly different approach. We are taking this concept, we're modifying it, and we're applying it to the concept of an organizational framework for unconventional units, for uh, role of fighter. Yeah the guerrilla fighter. So main idea being not everybody, you know, organization has always been hard for the militia, the partisan, the guerrilla, you know, insert here, right? It's hard for people to find a full fire team, a full squad, but anybody can grab two buddies. And that is the, direction we're trying to go with this we want to make and provide for you an organizational framework where if you got a party you grab two buddies and you can party so that's what we are going to try to do today yeah this is best optimized for like the non-professional combatant or if you are a professional combatant then this is going to be your baby well, it's like, exactly, it's it's hyper, it has the potential to be hyper expansive, right? Yes. So if you have three buddies who are all spun up, ready to go, and, you know, say you have to do some work, would it be better for you to do work in, you know, one squared away team? Or better for you guys to be able to, you know, obviously work together, but branch out and make three or four, you know, squared away teams, smaller, but, you know, highly modular, highly mobile, dynamic teams that can, you know, take the best from both worlds, essentially. So not taking guys that are hyper specialized, but be able to take the layman, teach him, you know, basic skills, you know, get them up to speed. And then if, you know, say you have an electrician or a carpenter or a mason or whatever, take a guy who specialized, you know, on the civilian side and put him to work, you know, make a, mm -hmm. make a rifleman who's specialized in electrical. You know, you have a, you know, the makings of a combat engineer. I mean, <laughs> that that's the, that's the whole, the dream of this. We're trying to make uh, a system for you that's plug and play. Yeah. Yeah. The, the base three man team here we're talking about it's just this is allow you to do the basic functions of the combatant. So we're talking 360 degrees of security, your ability to fire and maneuver, and this gives you the ability to have a rest, an eat plan, a maintenance plan, all that. It, this allows you to have a good rest, mess, maintenance plan. So we're talking you're sleeping, you're eating, and you're repairing your your gun maintenance essentially. Right. At, 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 you know, your basic, um, your, your basic, what am I trying to say? 
your basic patrol base operations. Bare, bare bones, basic stuff. Your fundamentals. Right? Your fundamentals, exactly. And this can be scaled up or down. So you can take this three-man base and you can scale it with another team to make a section. You can scale it with another one to make a full nine-man squad. This allows you to do more with less quicklier is the the whole dream of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Going into it. So the hunter killer team. So organization wise at the team level, we are looking at the team leader, your support by fire or marksman and your rifleman. That is as close to the doctrine as you can get with a three man team. Right. And that's going to be your typical organizational standard. This can flex, right? You could have a, you know, your doctrinal team. You could have a sniper team. You could have an anti-armor uh, UAV slash recon team. You could have a, what, a, an engineer team. Like this is as, as wide as you can dream it up. You know, whatever the whole point of this is that whatever you have available, you should be able to make it work. Your only limit is your imagination. Exactly. So going along with that. So, and we, and we talked about this in, in past episodes, but your team leader, that's your most senior, your most capable man in the team, right? So doctrinally, he's responsible for everything that the team does or fails to do. He leads by example. He knows everything, every weapon system, every piece of equipment. He can, you know, he's a mentor. He can provide counsel. He can pick up jobs, but he leads in the fire and movement or the fire and movement, right? So he assigns his sectors of fire. He has the big picture of what needs to happen, but he's hands-on with his dudes. So he's controlling, he's maintaining security. He's ready to, you know, move up or down as, you know, as necessary for the completion of the mission. And he, you know, makes sure that his dudes are squared away. As far as your second man, so generally, you know, like like your doctrinal saw gunner, he's the the second man up, right? That's why he's in charge of the big gun. Now, we're well aware that most dudes don't have a saw lane in their garage. So we also made this fit for a marksman. What would doctrinally be something like a designated marksman in a squad, right? So slightly bigger gun. it. It would be best if you had something that used the same, you know, the same uh, caliber as the rest of the team. But I could see this being, you know, if everybody's running five out of six, this is your due with the AR-10-308. You know, he's acting both as the support by fire and he's acting as the marksman. Now, obviously, he's not laying down the volume of fire as a support by fire element, but his excellent marksmanship and his being able to discern you know, targets of opportunity and those high value targets with the bigger gun, you know, makes him, you know, all that much more valuable. Yes. And then your rifleman, you know, last man on the tone pole, but he's the guy with the potential for the most, um, I guess the most flexibility, right? He can be, mm-hmm. what, what am I trying to say? He can be specialized in, in anything. Yeah. You know, we left that position open you know, on purpose. So 
if you have somebody who's you know spun up on uavs and he has a drone there you go man that is a huge force multiplier there for you if you have a guy who you know by the grace of god has a 320 or a 203 holy crap man you have a grenadier now good for you if you if he's a nerd and has a three uh, a freaking 3d printer and he makes his own freaking mortar tubes well guess what yay for that you got an fo <laughs> you got an fo oh what right so that's your your specialized guy you can do whatever you need or you can do anything you know that's the that's the biggest deal there now this works in more of a what's that called an isosceles triangle mm-hmm that's going to be your equilateral. Or, what? What kind of triangle are we talking? Equilateral. Equilateral. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So generally, this would yeah. you work in like a modified dimer, like a equilateral triangle, or you could do a modified wedge. You know, if you're worried about that kind of movement, but you're. This is the lowest level. I feel like that you can effectively do good fire maneuver and keep three hundred sixty degrees of security. Also with three men. You can still keep a mess plan. You can still have a maintenance plan. You have two dudes on security and you have one dude in the middle doing what he needs to do. Got anything else to add for the base? Just that basic team unit? I mean, not really. Just this. Not without getting into the weeds on a lot of this. Establishing a base, this is like perfect. Like it's exactly where people need to be before we get into the weeds on say like I was gonna say we'll do a patrol based class and we'll do patrolling class yeah. and we'll we'll reference this and we can talk about how this works for the gorilla for the partisan, but battle drills, yeah, yeah. reacting to contact. Well yeah, I said it, I feel that's what I mean by getting in the weeds. And it's like I feel like you know, like, like I said, we feel like this is the the smallest you can get personnel wise and still be able to do those tasks relatively well. Yeah, this is not like, you know, Army of Two. You're not you're not rolling two man or even single man like Call of Duty style. Like that's just not feasible in most situations. Right. And three if man, you like if you have a surplus ideal. of men and you're able to have a full size fire team, full size squad, go for it. Like it's absolutely it's doctrine for a reason, right? But this is another consideration, another tool in the tool belt in case you know, this is something that you want to do. And I feel like this is a compelling argument, a compelling structure, because like we just said, you know, you still have all of your bases. You have your leader, you have your support fire, and you have your rifleman. Now, those guys can, you know, they're going to be stretched, right, to complete all the tasks that you need to complete. But you have the flexibility, you have the the ability to be modular with this with only three men in a team, you can be quick, fast in a hurry. Like, Hey, we know for this mission, we need, we're going to need uh, a marksman, a medic and a team. leader. Okay. We, I, Hey, I need a combo. I need a, a marksman. I need two marksmen and a, and a rifleman. Easy. Send it. Let's go. Yeah. And mission dependent, mission dependent. And you can roll like that when you bump up to a, uh, you know, to a session or to a squad, dude, you have even more flexibility. You do whatever you want at that point. Cause then you're talking about bounding teams. You're talking about, you know, suburban fire, one team, another team, you know, goes and assaults. You can have a recon with uh suburban by fire if needed. And 
the way that we broke this up, so ideally you're running so a squad would be what we would consider three teams, three teams of three. So you'd have your alpha team, your bravo team, and your headquarters team, your headquarters element, or the squad leaders team. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about squad movement, it's literally the same as your team movement, but scaled up. And that's the nice part about this is that you can, you know, like you said, it's very modular. You can plug and play. You know, so if you're rolling out and you have another team to yourself, you guys can meet up and you can automatically, you know, add those dudes to your capabilities. We creating sleeper cells here. Yep. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to just wanted to put that out there. Uh well and, and that's the hope, right? The that's the hope is that you can I, I I fully hope that people can, you know, oh, I have two buddies. Let's go train this. Instead of, oh, I can't make a full, you know, doctrinal like line squad, you know, and then never train or never do anything. You know, we're trying to we're trying to make this accessible to you guys. And I really feel like this is what it is. So if you you know you at this point need to be you know gang training, getting proficient with all your stuff, so you can take up that position as team leader. Get doctrinally sound, become technically and tactically proficient, right? Become an expert in all of your buddies' weapon systems. So in case they drop it, you can pick it up. Support by fire? <laughs> no, you probably don't have a saw or a two four lying around. But you know somebody with a bigger gun. And there's probably a National Guard unit that probably has one laying around. Yep, you're not wrong. And just the, throwing that out there. Cool thing about Gallium is if you use a big parent's brush, it can go on you know fences and stuff. Anyway, so where if I fire, that could be, <laughs> you know, by by volume or by you know just good marksmanship. So if you have a buddy with a 308, off you go. Send it. You know, that's a different context. That's a different, you know, set of SOPs and a different you know, way that you're going to have to fire and maneuver, but that provides a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then like we talked about with the rifling, I mean, he's fulfilling all the jobs outside of being a team leader or the sport by fire element. Your engineer, drone operator, FO, grenadier, anti-armor, whatever. The same principle as when we were in. That rifleman, that poor rifleman <laughs> was always cast out to do the crap jobs. Exactly. Including the Goldie, the Wolfhound, the freaking um what were those jammers? Thor? Thor, thank you. Yeah, Thor's oh my god. Uh EPW's you know Aiden Litter. Yeah. All all the jobs. Yeah. But you know, that gives them the most flexibility too. You know, because as you're yeah. as you're sucking, as you're dealing with all those, you're becoming more specialized. And then whenever you bump up to that bigger gun, you know even more and you help help out the next guy lower or you can pick up that next job higher. I mean, it especially in a non professional scope, that's the best place to be. 
And this gives you the best flexibility because you don't need the dude that is spun up on everything. You teach a guy basic tasks, your basic warrior tasks. That's your new rifleman. You know what I mean? And you'll only get better from there. But as far as the squad level goes, right? You have your normal Alpha and Bravo teams. The squad leading element, that's where I would stick your medic and that's where I would stick your your RTO or your FO. You know, that's where I would put your radio. That's where I would put your your medic because they're going to have the most flexibility there being in the middle of the formation and being, you know, next to the guy with the bigger picture. So, you know, if you need your main medic to flex out to a team that just got hit, or if you need to set up a CCP or, you know, whatever, you have the guy with the bigger radio with the bigger picture and it's all right there. So like I said, we're, we're adapting doctrine to, you know, to a downsized element. Hey guys, seven from the hard time strongman podcast here to bring a quick word from our newest sponsor, Blackbeard Firestarters. We first saw Blackbeard Firestarter a few years ago. And after seeing what the product can do, it's been our kit ever since. Their Firestarter rope and their fire plugs are windproof, waterproof, dummy proof. They have an insane burn time. And like anything else that they offer, it just works. Besides their Firestarters, they offer an arc lighter, ferro rod, stormproof matches, basically anything that you need to get a fire started. To better equip you, we cherry picked their inventory and made our hard time strongman fire kit. Basically, our essentials kit for anything that you can need to get a fire started. But besides that, they're offering 10% off anything in their store when you use the code STRONGMEN. We love the guys at Blackbeard Firestarter. We love what they're doing. We trust them and we trust their products. And we honestly can't recommend them enough. Make sure to check them out online at blackbeardfire.com or on Instagram at blackbeardfire. Huge shout out to the guys at Blackbeard Fire for working with us and for bringing the fire. As always, guys, Stay in the fight. Hey, everybody. This is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. We are coming to talk to you about our Patreon and Discord. Hey, guys. Our patrons get early access to all of our episodes. They get all of our exclusive pre and post shows, all of our spicy takes, all of our rabbit holes that we go on, everything that we want to include in the episode, but we can't because we need to stay on topic. And soon enough, we'll be offering digital downloads, guides, Everything that we've been working on in the background will soon be available to our patrons. So make sure to check it out. And come hang out with us on Discord. Speaking of the spicy stuff, this is where we discuss most of it. Once you're there, you will get access to all of our in-depth discussions, including stuff like homesteading, fieldcraft, medical, camping, communications, shooting. You like ARs? Come talk to us about it. You like 4x4 vehicles and prepping? Come talk to us about it. You like Tannerite, Thermite, Napalm? Come talk to us about all of the campfire talks that would get us kicked off of other platforms. It's right there in our Discord. Come join our community. We're active on Discord every day. We're interacting with members constantly. We have guys from every walks of life coming to contribute their expertise to all of these various fields and subjects that we've been talking about. Come join the watch Discord. Come join the Discord. Join our community. Build up that better class of man. Now back to the episode. So we just did an episode on resistance, right? So this is where 
this structure is going to really shine. Like I said, anybody can grab two buddies and throw a team together. Now, this is going to work because you're talking about a, you know, both a modular team, but a very dynamic team. So you made a joke about sleepers, right? Now, if you are, you know, say hypothetically, right? So you are in enemy occupied territory, right? You are the insurgent in this scenario, right? You're talking about you and two other buddies, three men, right? Because the modularity, who's to say that you all can't be marksmen in this? You said on three corners, you have one hell of a kill box. Yeah. And because you're only three men in plain clothes, you can disperse immediately. You can take one shot. Your buddy can take a shot five seconds after. Your other buddy, 10 seconds after. By the time that your intended target is trying to figure out what's going on, you guys are gone. And then you can disperse. You can meet back up in a week or two weeks or never. Or you might go to a completely different team. Who knows? And then, say, you know, you get information, intelligence, you're acting independently. Or if you're acting as part of a cell in a greater group of cells and you get information, you get tasked with, oh, hey, by the way, we have a convoy coming through. We need to disrupt that. Then instead of being three marksmen, you can be a anti-armor crew. With one dude with a gun, one spotter and, you know, one team leader, you know, 50 meters off with a with a rifle. Or you can link up with another team. And you can provide security while they go out and clear a town or they go out and collect supplies or they go out and do something else. Or you finally meet up after a few months with your entire squad and you perform a larger scale operation with a larger group of squads. And up and up and up you go. This is the kind of thing that we're talking about. Rapid dispersion, rapid you know, modularity, being able to change jobs on the fly as you need, as you guys are capable of, right? Because you're not locked in with, you know, the bureaucracy or you know the the politics or anything else or you know getting strangled by red tape you have the flexibility to do what you're actually capable of doing one trained guerrilla fighter is dangerous retrained guerrilla fighters yeah well what was it reaper put out the uh i need to figure out what it's called so i can reference this post but it was like the the 232 method or something like that. So three marksmen and then it was a time dilation with you know between shots so that you're able to egress. Oh yeah. But you know imagine what three marksmen could do to a town or to a city if you have three corners but those three corners are constantly moving after every single shot. And that's the very principle of uh of marksmen or sniping like you never want to take a shot from the same spot because you don't want them to hone on hone in on where you are right so imagine right so you have three corners you see a target of opportunity you take a shot and you wait a couple minutes you're outside of their range they're not gonna fire on you but they're all gonna get into posture right because they have a, a marksman that's scary and then your buddy takes a shot while he just took a shot, you're egressing. 
because they're not looking for you anymore. They're looking for the other one. A couple seconds later, your other buddy takes a shot. By that point, you're already in position and you can say another one and you just keep doing that until you've overstayed your welcome and then you leave. I mean, it is, it's scary stuff, man. But with, with this kind of system, with this kind of framework, it is entirely possible. And say that you don't have anything. Say that you're just three riflemen, you know, with with some training, so you can, you know, so you can work effectively together, right? But you know, then oh wait a second, no, we're not just three riflemen. My buddy's a general contractor. Well, I'll be damned. He counts as a combat engineer, doesn't he? We're in combat now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then like you know, because the mission's gonna be constantly evolving, because you're not going to have that you know, that chain, right? Best case scenario, yes, you do. That's wonderful. You know, you have intelligence, you have everything else, but if you don't, and you're having to do it yourself, right? More is more. <laughs> more flexibility, more freedom. You're able to be more dynamic, more dangerous. More is always better. At least in this case. At least in this case. Right. So, but say you make a three-man team, those three guys make their own three-man team and you can go up and out. I think, what was it, River Tactical has that in their in their uh, save stories, in their highlights. They have general organization and how that can grow, but it is you know, it is a, a force to be reckoned with. So like, you know, like we said, a lot of people have you know, talked about the hunter killer teams, you know, that had its, you know, spot in the limelight, some popularity, but we're trying to take that concept that a lot of people already know, or at least are familiar with and trying to, you know, bust out the corners, make it applicable for you guys, for the layman to where you guys can go out and put work in. So, I know that we've kind of limited ourselves by not going into the weeds on battle drills, on you know patrol base operations, on actually giving a you know a long uh, you know spelled out explanation and you know application for this. But do you have anything else for this, brother? I feel like we've outlaid you know laid out the concept, at least in my opinion, fairly well. It's more ambiguous by nature. It's more fluid by nature because that's what it needs to be in order to survive. Talking about the, you know, it being decentralized. You know, you should be able to pick this up. You know, form this, do your thing, and disperse quickly. That's the whole. That's the whole point. But is there anything else that you can think of in the moment? This is the intro post, the intro episode to this because we are going to be delving more into these kind of things. As time goes on. Yeah. It's just a matter of time for us. Right. And, you know, like we've said in the past, we're, you know, we are going to be talking about, you know, your, your battle drills, your patrol base operations, everything that, you know, doctrinally that we would talk about anyways. But like we said, when we first started the podcast, we we're trying to make this applicable for you guys, applicable for the layman, applicable for everybody. So now that we've introduced this concept, we're going to be talking about this more. Now that we have a name for it, now that we have, the ideas now you have the kind of the image in your head now 
when we go and give classes, we can, we can give you something to, you know, we have something to give you to apply it. So, okay. Mm-hmm. This is what this looks like doctrinally. Now in your hunter killer team, in your three man team, you know, your partisan team, your gorilla team, this is what this would look like, or this is how you could apply this. That's what we're trying to do. So. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Guys, thank you so much for listening. It means so much to us. We hope you got good information out of this and that you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back for more. This was... So, I mean, something that we've been waiting months to months to put out. This was our our version of the hunter killer team, and we're gonna hope to put good miles on this and get good use out of this. So, be ready for more, guys. Thank you again. We're the hunt. We're the hunter killer teams. We are. You're, you're the hunter killer teams. <laughs> we are the hard time strong men, cheering up a bear class of man. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Hey guys, the six and seven with the Hard Time Strongman podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check in and to tell you all about the 988 Crisis Lifeline. So, the 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the United States. You can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org, or you can call or text 988 to get help to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard. But you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.